It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nashville, Tennessee, to wherever you're cheering on your Tennessee Titans. The Sobros Network presents the unofficial Titans Podcast. Survive and advance, Titans fans. That's all you got to worry about. Survive and advance. Get out the week with a dub onto the next opponent. And that's exactly the mindset this morning here in Nashville as the Titans eke out a 16 to 14 win over the Broncos in Denver off the leg of Steven Goskowski after missing three field goals and an extra point. Dude comes in and, and chips in a 25 yarder for the win. The Titans defense holds. They're starting the season one and oh, tied with the Jacksonville Jaguars atop the AFC South. A lot to get into today. It's a special edition of the Unofficial Titans podcast. The first Monday headlines uh, bit of the season, even though it's on a Tuesday, but it's what happens when they're playing on Monday Night Football. Got to it as quick as I could. We're going to react to this Denver Broncos-Tennessee Titans game from Monday night, last night, which I guess, yeah, last night as uh, as of the release of this podcast. Hope you guys are, are holding up okay. I'll be your host for the show Big Natural Stony Keeley, the EIC at SobrosNetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Titans Pod on Twitter and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. There's a lot to get into. I hope you guys brought your coffee today. I don't know about y'all, but like I'm I'm gonna be just trying to like power through this by by sheer force of will at this point. Um I was up until 2 a.m. I wrote three articles and uh, got this podcast lined up, got my notes for the game done, watched the post-game press conferences from Mike Vrabel, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Man, these these 9.15 p.m. kickoff times are, are something else. It's brutal. I mean, I, I don't really sympathize, you know, with the um, – the people that got to get to kick back at like seven o'clock on the West coast and, and watch this and have a normal night. Like this was brutal. I guess, you know, I can't complain too much because there were writers on the East coast that were having to stay up and, you know, the man Scott Van Pelt running sports center in the middle of the night, like gets, gets rough sometimes, but uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bitch too much because I enjoyed it 
enjoyed it a lot more since the Titans won, though. I, I will say that. And uh, that's one thing you look at the major takeaways from this game. It really, it really could have been a disaster. I, I mean, the Titans came out sloppy. They looked rusty. They, they looked kind of jittery on that opening drive, like just some of the timing was off. They hadn't found a rhythm. And uh, it looked like it, it really could have it really could have gone sideways in a hurry because the Broncos, though they looked a little jittery in their own regard on the opening drive, they figured it out pretty quickly. And they had Drew Locke slinging the ball all over the place, making plays. And it looked like the, the momentum and the dynamic in that game, uh, it would have, would have been pretty easy to tip over. But the, uh, the Titans bowed up, they settled in, no thanks to their kicker, and uh, they, they got the job done. And, and it's, it's an overarching theme. You, you look at this, you, you talk about football, and you think, man, good teams just find a way. I, I don't think the Titans really deserved to win that game, but they found a way to hang in there. And uh, when it came down to the biggest moment of the game, Steven Guskowski came through, and the Titans win. And, and it goes back to that mantra, like the good teams just find a way. But this is definitely one... You, you want to get back to practice. You want to work on some things, and you want to improve. Okay, they, they host the Jacksonville Jaguars in Nissan Stadium at high noon on Sunday. And you want to get some of these issues fixed before then because that type of football, I tweeted this last night from the Unofficial Titans podcast account, that type of football is not sustainable. You know, Tannehill, for the most part, he didn't have a great game, but he seemed in control the later the game went on and and uh, dodged a couple bullets with, with interceptions or, or what could have been easily intercepted passes. So that's not sustainable. The Rashawn Evans punching people. Like this, this dude is one of the stalwarts of the defense. Like we're going to need Rashawn Evans sometimes. He can't be punching people and getting himself ejected. You know, Steven Goskowski can't be missing all these field goals. And, and maybe maybe he turns it around. That remains to be seen. But the point being, you know, I, I, I look at this and I think, man, I, I really believe that a, a better team would have absolutely boat raced the Titans last night. They would have jumped up ahead. They would have capitalized on the mistakes. And uh, they, they would have leapt ahead. And the Titans probably wouldn't have been able to recover the way they were playing last night. So interesting to look at. Uh, again, a relief that they got the win, but, uh, I, I don't know if you're feeling really good about, uh, the, this Titans team right now. I think you, you're very eager to, to get to week two and, and just see if we can get some of this stuff sorted out. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick commercial break here. We're going to pay some bills. And when we get back, we're going to dive into what went wrong and what went right for the Titans on Monday night football here on Monday, no, Tuesday, Tuesday headlines. See, that's the problem. They switch these days around. You can't get a good branding, good branding for the pod. So I don't know. The unofficial Titans podcast will return. How about that? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Stoney Keeley back here on the unofficial Titans podcast. You know, I two things I, I've I really want to harp on with this game: the survive and advance mentality and the good teams find a way to win mantra. And I think part of the success in that is seeing Mike Vrabel manage the clock so well on that final drive, the 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 drive when they march down the field, Goskowski kicks the field goal, they end up winning the game. I think Mike Vrabel managed the clock very well. He used his timeouts wisely. I loved Derrick Henry on that drive, still making plays in the run game, burning the clock down. I don't know if they were playing for a field goal or not. I, I don't know. I, I think you hear Ryan Tannehill's comments uh, after the game, and it sure sounds like he was of the mindset that, like, we got to put this in the end zone. You don't want to put it on your kicker, much less a kicker that has gone 0 for 3 on field goals and 0 for or and missed an extra point on the night. It's just not good. And you could tell, like, he didn't want to flat out say it, but he he said it. And then they they take the shot on third and goal to AJ Brown, which looks like you know a little more touch on the pass. Maybe AJ Brown hauls that in. Maybe a little bit faster on the route. Maybe AJ hauls it in. I, I don't know. Like it's I don't know who the blame goes on in that situation. But you know you look at that and you you think like okay maybe they do realize like hey we got to score a touchdown. But when it comes down to fourth and goal, you're not gonna piss the game away. And I think that's also an indication of progress that this team has made because I don't know about you guys, but I, I look at the 2018 and 2019 Titans and I think they probably find a way to lose that fucking game. They do. And we, we, we saw it several times, you know, you, you got Nick Williams dropping the pass against the Bills. You got the going for two against the Chargers. Uh, that kind of stuff comes to mind right away, but it, it really looks like you know, I, I thought for a second, I'm like, they're about to fucking go for it on fourth and goal with the game on the line. But Mike Vrabel puts his faith in that kicker, even though he had no real reason to. And, and Stephen Goskowski even st- said in the presser last night, I had no business. I didn't deserve the chance to win that game, but they gave it to him. The teammates had his support. You're seeing some of the Titans fans uh, doing a bit of a 180. They were ready to can the guy, leave him in Denver last night. Now some of them are saying, well, give him a chance to get things right. Um, But in that situation, you know, he punches it in. And I think that was a great drive engineered by Mike Vrabel, his usage of the the clock timeouts, Derrick Henry, by and large, I thought Art Smith, probably not the best game he's called. Uh, There were times where it looked like the Titans were on fire. They're calling play action. They're getting John in in the, um, the screen game going, they're going up tempo, no huddle. And then there were other times when it just looked off and, you know, you, you, you're looking at, at yourself like, man, what, what is this Jekyll and Hyde bullshit tonight? So I think he, he had his moments, but part of that too, you know, we talk about the players having to knock off the rust. The coach has got to knock off the rust too. So it, it goes back to like finding that rhythm. And I think we're going to see that over time. Um, I'm a bad news first kind of guy. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about what needs to be worked on first. I mentioned Goskowski. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with the guy. 0 for 3, uh, misses an extra point, leaves 10 points on the board. The Titans, theoretically, and, and you never know how things would be different if the points were on the board, but theoretically, the Titans should have won this game 26 to 14. It, it shouldn't have been close, but because of the missed field goals, 
it was close, and the Titans got by by the skin of their teeth. Now, again, I, I said it before, say it again, against a, a better quality opponent, they probably make the Titans pay for that. And you know you're going to be in some battles this season. It happens every season. It's inevitable in the NFL. You're going to get into some games when you need the kicker to bail you out. You need the kicker to get you out of town with the win. And if you can't count on the guy, what do you do? Do you make the switch? Try to find somebody? I mean, I I don't think they're exactly Hall of Fame kickers lining up down the street to go kick field goals in the NFL on Sundays. You're going to have trouble finding a reliable guy. But do you... Do you play the patient game? Do you do you see like, hey, maybe we we give Goskowski the next couple of weeks to to get this thing ironed out? Maybe kicking that game winner was the confidence boost that he needed to to get his rhythm back and, and get back in the game. Maybe this is all a non-issue by the time uh, the first quarter of the season's over with. I don't know, but it's a dilemma, and it's it's a situation that is lingering from 2019, one that plagued them. You know, they they were able to overcome that in 2019, but I don't know, again, we're talking about playing sustainable football. I don't know if this kind of football is sustainable when you're missing kicks. So he's got to improve. Got to improve. And he acknowledged that to his credit. Uh, Goskowski knows he's a veteran. He could be a Hall of Famer. You know, this guy knows it ain't good. It ain't good. On the defense, we talk about the coaching staff kind of needing to, to find their own rhythm as well. This was something like we were chatting about this in the Sobros group chat last night, and this is something that Brittany Fernandez brought up to us. Like they just they look soft on the edges on defense. And specifically, you call out that Melvin Gordon touchdown run late in the game. Um, three guys lining up with the offensive line pretty much. They had nobody outside to to sort of force that ball back in maybe give him a shot at a, a tackle and a stop. I mean, that was that was easy pay dirt for Melvin Gordon. And really, like, that that could have been a dagger. Uh, up and up until that point in the game, it looked like that was gonna be the dagger. I don't I don't know about you guys, but I was groaning like, fuck, the Titans are about to about to lose this game 14 to 13. That's what I thought. But even outside of that play, you know, Drew Locke faced a lot of pressure on that opening drive and Clowney looked great in pursuit. You'd love to see him finish some of those tackles and maybe get some sacks in the future. But, but by and large, man, he, he had drew lock shook on that opening drive, but credit to Vic Fangio and the Broncos uh, offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, like, and, and credit to Drew Locke for, for getting outside and making plays. They, they recognized it the very next drive. They're doing more shit with drew lock getting outside. And uh, that was because the Titans weren't really setting the edge. So I think that's something they need to work on. Also, not really encouraged by the coverage on Jerry Judy last night. And I, I hope that that's something that changes when Adoree Jackson is healthy and back in the lineup. But uh, the reason that this is concerning is because that's that's part of your vision, you know? that That's part of what this offseason was about was getting more speed in the secondary so that you could hang with the the Kansas cities of the world who who have guys like Tyreek Hill. Jerry Judy was the first sort of measuring stick for that. And I thought he made made life pretty difficult for the Titans defense last night. I know 
at one point you've got Malcolm Butler on Jerry Judy, which Malcolm Butler, bless his heart. I love the guy, great physical corner, but there's no reason for Butler to be one-on-one with Jerry Judy. And, and you saw the respect he had for Judy's game because he's given him like a 10 yard cushion backpedaling. And just like that, Jerry Judy stops, turns around, catches the pass. You saw him juke Christian Fulton a couple of times. You, you saw him damn near break Chris, Dra- Chris Jackson's ankles on a play. He gets wide open and hauls it in. You know, something I don't see a lot of people talking about today, Judy had a couple of big-time drops that might have changed the complexion of the game if he had hauled those in. You don't know. I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs in football, but I, I wasn't particularly encouraged by that. Again, like we'll see, and and Jerry Judy is a generational talent. I watch his kid, his whole career at Alabama. He is that next great Bama wide receiver to come in the league and and wreak havoc on defenses, no doubt about that. But uh, maybe it is something that changes with the return of Adoree Jackson, and, and as Christian Fulton begins to or continues to develop and get comfortable at the NFL level, maybe maybe that changes, but. If this is your first test, I, I don't know that that you can say that the Titans passed it, and that's a little bit concerning to me. Finally, uh, I would mention Khalif Raymond here. Look, everybody, everybody has a bad game, but you're looked at two times, and you drop both. It's not good. And these came in, in pretty clutch situations in the game that, you know, given the opportunity, you should have made those plays. And I think part of it is the the expectations. We're starting to get a little out of control with Khalif Raymond. He's a great big play guy. He's a great route runner. He's savvy. There's no doubt that this guy's going to get things right. But let, let's be real. Like, he's still wide receiver number four on this team. Like, we can't be expecting him to go out there and, and play like Corey Davis played last night. Can't expect him to play like A.J. Brown. Like, he still has a, a specific role on the team. So... You know, I, it's not good. You want to see those drops corrected. I have faith that he can, but at the same time, like the sky's not falling with this guy. You know, I saw some people on Titans Twitter last night being really hard on the guy. I mean, just dropping the hammer on him over and over. I wish I could remember the the account name, but I saw one dude out there just going hard, like get this motherfucker off the field. And I'm like, bro, chill, like two targets, two targets. You're mad that he dropped it. I get it. I'm mad that he dropped it too, but two targets. Come on. Corey Davis is out there dropping like eight passes. Maybe that's one thing you start complaining, but uh, this is something that I think Khalif Raymond, he's a pro. Go check out his film study with the boys at Broadway sports at broadwaysportsmedia.com. This guy's a pro. He understands the game. He understands the nuance of playing wide receiver. Just the little, the little things that he does as a receiver to, uh, to make plays like, it's going to be fine. It's just a matter of execution. So we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we're going to switch and talk about the good news, the things that I think the Titans did right here on the unofficial Titans podcast. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
All right, back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast. Let's talk about the good news, the good things from that Titans win. 16 to 14 over the Denver Broncos last night on Monday Night Football. Hey, have you guys ever noticed how much Ryan Tannehill smiles? Like this this dude just glows. He's he's approaching the line of scrimmage ready for the ball and he's just smiling. He's in the post-game press conference smiling, you know. I'm I'm sitting there with a glass of gin just trying to drink my stress away, like anxiety, blood pressure's up. I'm a nervous wreck. I'm sweaty as hell, gross, probably look like I've seen a ghost. But Ryan Tannehill's there in the situation, just calm, cool, and collected, happy, smiling. You got to love it, man. Love, love this quarterback. I think he's found the perfect system to be successful in the NFL. Now, game balls. I gave them to Corey Davis, Corey Davis obviously. Uh, what did he finish with? Seven catches. Yeah, seven catches for 101 yards. Stiff-armed the soul out of Kareem Jackson. I don't know what it is. Mike Mike Herndon uh, posted on Twitter a, a clip of him doing it to Kareem Jackson when Kareem Jackson was a Houston Texan. Like, I don't know what it is, but Corey Davis just keeps owning Kareem Jackson. Uh, but you saw, like, what this guy is capable of. And I wrote about this on SobrosNetwork.com. He reminded us of his potential last night. A uh, big physical receiver making contested catches, doing a lot of the dirty work and and making plays after the catch too. Like this is what you drafted Corey Davis to be, and it was his first hundred yard receiving game since November of 2018, in that uh, that big shocker against the New England Patriots that season. So, if this is the Corey Davis you got for all of 2020, man, man, watch out. And just think, like, they're going to get A.J. Brown more involved in the offense, too. So that's that's quite the dual threat. Adam Humphreys might catch 100 balls this year. I mean, might not even, you know, top 500 yards, but he's going to catch 100. He's going to catch first downs. But, but Corey Davis was the stud on offense last night. I would also mention Jonu Smith. Four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. They used him a lot in motion. They used him on screens in critical situations. He showed that playmaking potential that we all know he can do. Uh, us Titans fans are pretty privy to what Jonu Smith can do, but now it's just a matter of doing it on the big stage, and I think he's going to continue to do that in 2020. Lastly, for the offense, I would mention Derrick Henry, you know, it's crazy to me that it feels like Derrick Henry didn't have a, a big game last night, and yet he still gets 31 carries for 116 yards. Again, he was huge on that game-winning drive, converting a couple of first downs and, and burning some clock. Uh, they they used him. He had a, three receptions for 15 yards. Like This dude is, is still one of the key cogs on this team, and uh, I, I don't think the narrative that he – didn't play up to expectations is is really accurate. Y'all need to get your head checks. Only only Clyde Edwards Hilaire rushed for more yards than Derrick Henry in week one. So right now Derrick Henry is number two in the NFL in rushing. And y'all are out there like, yeah, he didn't, he played okay. No. Fuck that talk. Fuck that talk. On defense, I uh, gotta mention the guy, Big Jeff. Get off the field, bitch, Jeffrey Simmons. Talking that smack to the Denver Broncos. That clip's up on SobrosNetwork.com, too, if you haven't seen that. Uh, disruptive force. It felt like every big play the Titans defense made, Jeffrey Simmons was around the ball. He is somebody that offensive coordinators, offensive linemen are going to have to account for on every play. This was a, this was a good game, good way to start the season for Simmons, and I think he's in store for a big year as well. 
I would mention Harold Landry as well. Uh, maybe didn't have the the flashy stats that you would like to see out of your pass rusher. He did have a tackle for loss. He had four tackles on the night, but he really got going as the game went on. Played 57 snaps for the defense last night and looked like he can really be the workhorse in the pass rush there. Uh, I would shout out Jadavion Clowney. You know, not really a complete game from Clowney. Let's let's be honest. He looked like a monster for those first few minutes of the game, but it wasn't too long before he had those hips on his hands. And uh, now I think you can attribute that to the altitude in Denver. I think you can probably attribute a little bit of that to conditioning, not getting in training camp, uh, not signing with the team until about a week ago. And I, I think it'll be okay with Jadavian Clowney. I think he showed flashes of the beast that he can be. So that's you know, not a complete game, but still a positive, still a positive. Um, from the coaches, like the play action worked really well. You know, at one point I'm, I'm texting Moe's during the game and I'm like, dude, they, they are so confused by this play action. And, uh, for, for whatever reason, Art Smith and company just kind of got away from it at times. And it felt like they used it a little inconsistently. So, uh, that was a bright spot and I don't know why the Titans didn't use it more to be honest with you. Uh, my thoughts on the Denver Broncos, man, they've got some really good pieces on defense. Alexander Johnson looks like a brick wall at linebacker. Justin Simmons played well. Uh, one of the best safeties in the, in the league right now. And then shout out Josie Jewell for stepping up and, and dropping the truck stick on Derrick Henry, man, that ain't something you see too often these days. And yet he, uh, he did it well. I think you look at, at offense, man, these Broncos, they have some weapons. They didn't even have Cortland Sutton last night. They didn't even have KJ Hamler last night. And they still had Jerry Judy making plays. The Titans didn't have an answer for Noah Fant uh, at the beginning of the game. You know, they finally settled in and, and realized he was out there and uh, made him a non-factor in the second half. But man, there's, there's a lot of talent there. And I think with Drew Locke, you're reminded that this kid is still young and he's still figuring it out. I mean, he was, he was slinging it. There's no doubt about it, but, um, you know, there were some really bad overthrows from Locke as well. And he fumbled a couple of times, fortunate to not have those recovered by the Titans. But I think you see it like maybe there's, there's still some developing there to do, but if you watch that game, you can see the vision and, and that dude that ranked Locke as the worst starting quarterback in the league, I don't remember who it was, like NFL Network maybe, something like that. I don't see it. I mean, this is this is a talented kid that that needs to learn to not overthrow his receivers and hold on to the ball. But he made plays last night. He made plays last night. Give him give him a little bit of credit. I said before this game that I thought this was a team you wanted to catch in September because come October and November, some of these things are going to be figured out and the Denver Broncos are going to be a lot better. So the Titans are fortunate to get this win, no doubt about it. I still think the Broncos have a way to go, but uh, a quality opponent, decent opponent. It ain't like they were playing, you know, I don't know who got, who got reamed. You can't, you can't say the Jags are bad because the Jags are 1-0. Like the Panthers, maybe? I don't know. Going to take our last commercial break here, and then we're going to wrap things up talking about what the Titans need to do moving forward to get shit right here on the Unofficial Titans podcast. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back here on the Unofficial Titans podcast, Stoney Keeley wrapping things up for this Broncos game reaction. One thing I did write in my notes that I hadn't mentioned yet, shout out to Chris Jackson for stepping up and, and playing defensive back uh, in, in a big time role last night. This is a kid that... When he was drafted, uh, people just kind of thought, oh, cornerback depth. And then training camp starts, and you read all these reports like, yeah, he's not really doing too hot. But the coaches loved him. They put him in that spot, and he excelled. He made some plays last night. We're, we're going to look past Jerry Judy juking him out of his shoes. Uh, but by and large, I, I thought Chris Jackson played pretty well, so I did want to shout him out. As for moving forward, I think on offense, the Titans – Art Smith needs to get into a better rhythm. I think they need to lean on the play action more when it's being successful. You know, when you're when you're tearing the Broncos up, lean into that shit. Keep going. Don't let up. I love the up-tempo, the no-huddle stuff, that sort of thing, the motion before the snap, the way they use Janu in, in that role. I think all of that stuff's great. I think it keeps the Broncos on their toes. And I think, you know, the more you can do of that, the more you're going to keep offenses confused, not knowing what to do. I think they do need to get a little bit better on third down. And part of that is just getting into third and manageable situations. But in the first half of last night's game, they were two for six on third down. And one of those two came because of a neutral zone infraction penalty on Denver. So that was, that's considered a first down for the Titans on third. Second, second half of the game, they did get a little bit better. Five of 10. They finished the day seven of 16. And part of that in the second half was being in third and short and hitting Adam Humphreys on those, those small check downs and stuff like that. So uh, that's another area they can improve. I'd like to see him get AJ Brown more involved in the offense, but when Corey Davis is doing what he's doing, then I mean, you can't really look away from him. I did think it was interesting that Corey Davis is matched up on A.J. Bouye, and they just went at him instead of A.J. Brown on a rookie cornerback. So I don't know. I think A.J. is going to have those games where he just he just shows up, and that's the benefit of having two guys that can make plays. Like This is a better passing attack than people give him credit for. And that was something I was saying last year. Everybody talked about, like, oh, all the Titans can do is run. You shut down Derrick Henry, you're going to beat the Titans. But – and Tannehill can play. This passing attack, man, they can they can put po- points on the board. They just got to execute. They got to find that rhythm, and they got to execute, and they'll be fine. On defense, I'm eager to see uh, what this unit looks like once it continues to gel, once it gets healthy. We get Vic Beasley back. We get Adoree Jackson back. See what it can do then. But uh, I, I think Titans fans, you got to be feeling pretty good today. Your team gets the W, starts 1-0. You're going into a, a big-time showdown with Jacksonville in Nissan Stadium on Sunday. Both teams are undefeated. Who would have who saw that coming? Don't know what's going on with the Colts, but uh, we'll see as this young season unfolds. Well, I'm going to get out of here, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to my game reaction. 
Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Titans Pod on Twitter and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. Check out all of my latest work covering the Tennessee Titans for Sobros Network at SobrosNetwork.com. All of our latest merch at SobrosShop.com. You can support the team through Patreon. Gain exclusive access to over 200 items of premium content. We're talking podcasts and articles alike at Patreon.com slash Sobros Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unofficial Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you take in your shows, we're out there. Give us a rate and review when you have a moment. If you're into that sort of thing, that's how we get better, and we always want to hashtag be better for you guys. So until next time, Titans fans, you guys stay classy out there. Tighten up. <laughs>